Howdy! It's First Stop, You're Wrong, a podcast by two dudes smart enough to see problems, but too dumb to figure out how to fix them. I am Luke, with me is Jeremiah. Hello. There you go, buddy. That was a nice, cool crack of a PZ, baby. PZMT. Just PZ, dude. You know, it's still <laughs> max taste to me. Dude, it always has max taste. Anyway, last week we had uh, physical fitness. Did you forget? I did forget for two seconds. Yeah. That's why I said, ah. And now I can't get rid of that, ah, because you just pointed it out. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. But we did do physical fitness. Yeah, we did. I thought we did a pretty okay job, I guess. It's all right. Um, That's one we need to go back to, because there's a lot on that one. There really was, and I didn't think there was going to be a ton. Apparently, we have a guest here with my cat, Raisin, who decided that she is now going to sit here and... Raisin's the best. ...and listen to us talk. But anyway, hit him with a disclaimer. Oh, he's going to sneeze. Ah! He's going to sneeze. Just muted my mic. Hit him with a disclaimer. <laughs> Hit him with the disclaimer. I think I'm done sneezing. <laughs> okay. As always, this podcast is mainly opinion-based unless we otherwise state it. Of course, as Christians, our utmost authority is scripture. But there are some things we cover that are gray areas in the Christian life or some things that just need to be talked about that weren't necessarily talked about directly in the Bible. Uh, our goal with this podcast is to make you come away thinking more clearly about topics you may not have thought of in the past or thinking about a new topic entirely. With all that said, what are people wrong about this week, Luke? People are wrong about infantilism. Infantilism also, I, it's okay, it's not known as Peter Pan syndrome, but Peter Pan syndrome is like an un... It's not like an actual syndrome, but it's like what people would call someone who is very childlike, never really grew up. But I also saw something where it was like a lot of problems, like with those people where they got so a lot of mental. What things. I heard that that what I when I did a research did research on this, and for some reason this this is like the the most in depth research I've done on a pod for a podcast yet. Like it something about this nice. just caught my attention and I couldn't like get out of it and I kept I have to say once it. you start getting into it and you kind of start looking at the people around you yeah it starts being like okay and then you start looking more and more getting more in depth into it and then you start thinking about yourself like eh. and so yeah the, it's, it's a good topic but there were a bunch of different names for this uh Peter Pan syndrome I found mostly associated with more of the clinical side. Right. So it was people who were saying Peter Pan syndrome tend to have been diagnosing less than just saying, oh yeah, this you know kid never grows up. Right. Uh, infantilism was another term that was a little bit more, that has some different definitions to it too. It means similar things, but it also kind of means that it's being forced upon that person. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're being infantilized as in it, it's a verb. Someone is acting that way towards that person. Uh, and then the more trendy terms I heard were like Disney adult or kid. Oh, baby. That's that's it. That's the one. Kid kidult is the other one. Kidult? Like, kid I heard that one. Um, that one I heard a lot looking it up. And the reason this got me so like I couldn't stop looking at it is because everyone that was talking about this that I saw was saying the same things to the extent that I watched a Young Turks video, which if you ever oh are on YouTube, Chank Weger so and Anna Kasparian, right? The most li- some of the most liberal people yes. on YouTube. Extremely liberal, yeah. They had the same talking points as Matt Walsh. Oh. So I think we found the one thing I that everyone actually, can agree on. I, say, I did see Matt Walsh talk about, it was like on TikTok or something. Yeah. It came up with him talking about uh, Disney adults and stuff like that. I don't know if he talked about infantilism. And it, it I guess was he did. it was funny because they were they were both saying this is kind of a scary thing that's happening. Do we really want people to be acting like kids? And you know the Young Turks took more of a uh, PC approach to it. Like you know maybe there's some people who just they need to express their inner child, but some people do need to grow up. Whereas Matt Walsh was Matt Walsh and just basically was very anti PC and right. said things that every. 50 year old man wants to hear but uh <laughs> but um, gotta love the boomers oh yeah boomers. we love our boomer listeners yes. we love them um you're the best around nothing ever seems to get you down <laughs> no ah. also love joe the bean esposito but anyways the uh 
there is a distinction that I found in researching it, and I do want to draw a distinction and get what you think about this. So, okay. like I said, with the more clinical side of things, do you think that there is, or you know, before we even get into that, if you were going to define infantilism, how, how would you define it? And what would you say if you looked at someone and say that person is infantilized? What were the attributes of that person? Is it to me? It's, it's it starts with someone. It's maybe not even that someone won't grow up. I I see it more towards. I like the Disney adult example because it's going with the focus of a single person towards something. It's yeah. not. I'm a kid in all respects. Infantilism, at least what I see in like, you know, going and looking up a definition of it and then going and seeking out examples is more of an adult that has chosen like a few things or one specific thing that they just they don't seem to get past and it's not just a I like that. Like I like Charlie Brown, right? Yeah. I love Charlie Brown. I have my kids, they watch it because mostly because we're not doing these really fast cut scenes. It's good for kids to watch. The only thing I don't like is that Charlie Brown is kind of a loser and like it's just an accepted thing. But whatever, I'll deal with that later in life. So I like Charlie Brown. I enjoy watching it with my kids. I you know, I have some Charlie Brown, so I literally have a Charlie Brown mouse mouse pad right here. Um I'm not obsessed with it so much where I'm like I got to go to Cedar Point because that's like a place where a lot of Charlie Brown stuff is. I know it's weird, but I went there one time and it was literally just Charlie Brown everywhere. It's like hmm. a Charlie Brown theme theme park almost. It's weird. But like I'm not sitting there. I have to go there. I, I, oh my gosh, the new uh, Peanuts collab with this came out. I got to buy it. I have Peanuts stuff everywhere in my house. Like that to me is not infantilism. It is more of a like I have to. I, I I want to be entrenched in this. I have to have a certain thing. Um, a good like I said, Disney adults is just. I mean, everyone beats up on them. It, it's just it's too easy though because it's. Mm-hmm. I have to go to Disney every year or a certain amount of times a year or whatever. I I'm, I'm always I got the Disney Plus. I'm watching the new Disney movie that comes out every single time. I I'm buying the when I go to the park. I have to buy everything that that is there i'm spending yeah. hundreds and thousands of dollars on this obsession it's an obsession have more you seen of the, the just the, i like it the disney bounding trend no, i've not seen this it's it's you uh secretly dress as a disney character so it's like you take uh i don't know who's, who's a disney character uh carl Fredrickson, right who the heck is that the, the old guy from up i didn't know he had a name i yeah. thought it was just the dude from up how do you not know his name? I just, it was a sad movie, man. That is a sad <laughs> movie. Like, now I'm depressed. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, people say, oh, I'm, I'm Disney bounding as Carl Fredrickson. And uh, it'll be them wearing clothes that are like very similar to what he wore to the point where it's like you can't say it's a costume, but they're purposefully dressing in the style of that right. person. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big trend with a lot of these Disney adults. So, okay, yeah, you're not. You're not cosplaying as the character you like or as the the movie you like or whatever, but you are going out of your way and purposefully dressing a certain way in hopes that other people who have your obsession point it out and be like, oh, you're like, you're Disney bounding as Carl Fredrickson. There's so much involved in that thought process and so many Disney adults do that. I go, I go to like the word cult pretty much. It's very cultish. It's very weird. And they're, the obsession is just, it goes beyond something I would say. With like my thing with Charlie Brown, it's because I, I had to. You, you sit there and you read about this stuff, and you have to have for me because, like I said, I have kids, but I also like Charlie Brown because I grew up with it. So I have to sit there and have some self awareness of: is this something that I'm not maybe, maybe struggling with? Like, is this if I gone too far of liking Charlie Brown mm-hmm. as a 31 year old man? And I look at it where I would think that more of the problem would be if. I'm wearing Charlie Brown stuff every single day. Yeah. If if I'm like I said, if I'm buying the new uh, Charlie Brown, like they Charlie Brown and Vans did something together. Now that was many years ago, and I did buy stuff from there. I gave it some to my dad. I have some of the stuff because again, it was a once in a lifetime thing. It kind of brought back some nostalgia. And even back then, I wasn't watching it when I didn't have but kids. I didn't really watch nostalgia Charlie. and obsession are two different. Yeah, things. exactly. And it's like when I didn't have kids, I wasn't sitting there watching. Uh, Every Charlie Brown episode known to man. 
um, I would watch Charlie Brown Christmas because again, that's nostalgia. My dad would watch that with us as kids all the time because that was his favorite movie as a kid. Yeah. So he wanted to put into us. I think I'm the only one besides my brother who still watches it. But I watch it, and like I said, I watch it with my kids. I want them to have a nostalgia thing. And again, I don't see an obsession. I've I've kind of looked at this again. I kind of took a step back, looked at what I'm doing, and I don't see the obsession. I'm not buying merchandise. I don't have it. Cl- not cluttering my house, but like all over my house and stuff. I'm not pretty much. I'm not worshiping it. Yeah, and it's becoming a thing with with the infantilism. I think it's an obsession, which is worship. Right, we're worshiping something that is for children, pretty much, and we are becoming so obsessed, and our lives are based around it. And we come to a certain point of worship of this and reverence towards it, where we we've got to have it. We love it. We're gonna do whatever it takes to. Almost to make it happy. I mean, like you talk again. We're, we're going to hit Disney adults a thousand times this episode because again, it's just so easy to like point at it because a lot of people know what that is. But it's like, like I said, when they go to the park, they've been to the park a hundred yeah. times, but they're still going back there to buy stuff. I'm going to go back there and buy the Disney ears. I'm going to buy the the knickknack or whatever. And they're spending hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars on the trip, on the stuff, on the food, on the whatever, mm-hmm. and they love it. It's like. But they have to. It's not that they just love it. They have to have it. Yeah. They've got to keep doing it. And like the the Disney thing too, those parks are so expensive. Like you kind of hit on that. Like per day for a family of four, of six, sorry. That was the video I saw. It was a family of six per day with some souvenirs. They got to ride one ride in the park. <laughs> like not in, the, not in the park, in the section of the park. So like okay. you know, it's each park is broken up into different oh, yeah, sections. Yeah, well, you're talking about like at Magic Dis- Kingdom. At, yeah, and, well, no, and Animal there's Kingdom, like uh, or Magic Kingdom in, in the Magic Kingdom. Into, okay, there's you. like the Toy Story yeah. part and the Star Wars part and the this that, but so on and so forth. Yeah, they got to ride like one in each of those. So they could ride the teacups here, and then they could ride you know. I've never the ridden those wheel teacups, there. man. And you throw up. Um, I, mean, I only went one time. Twice, twice I've gone. Yeah, no, I don't. And when my dad, my dad got a free trip because his uh, cardiology group was like, "We're going to do the meeting there," and so we had five kids in my family, and they took us all there. It was fantastic. That was nice. Yeah, I I went. I've been to the one in Florida, the Disney World in Florida, once. Yeah, once. I've been. I think I've been to the one in California. I've been to that one, and then the one in Tokyo. Oh, you went to the Tokyo? That's yeah. pretty sick. The Tokyo okay. one was really... They have Disneyland and Disney Sea, and the Disney Sea one is on this man-made lagoon. What? That was... Like, there's nothing wrong with these parks. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I want to make that point clear. Like, it's okay to... Okay, maybe not now with Disney the way it is, but it's, <laughs> it's okay, it's to, okay to enjoy fun. It's okay to have yes. fun and enjoy yes. your life. That's not a problem, but it is a problem too. I have to have this thing. Otherwise, I'm going to not be able to function. I have to show my love and appreciation for this thing. Otherwise, I'm not a person. It, it, okay, a good way, and this is this is drastic, but this is the best way I can think to describe it. When someone is becomes like, is is gay is homosexual right their identity is I zero am. to a hundred yeah i know right i know I we're just going for it here that's pretty much how it works here right so when when you're when you're a homosexual what happens is you say hey uh descri- like what would you how would you describe yourself and they will go oh you know i'm uh you know i'm this i'm a homosexual and that becomes their identity mm-hmm. and that's the same thing with what this infantilism is is that the obsession is not just an obsession it's not just a worship it becomes the identity of yeah. what you are you are a person that you don't obviously don't go to someone and go oh you know I'm Luke I'm a Disney adult like you don't say that but again your actions the things you have the things you do the things you say they point to what you identify as and in this case you can see it pretty easily with these people because especially with social media nowadays you're going to see someone who's a Disney adult, you're going to see someone who's infantilized with something and and it will be very, very apparent because it will be all over their social media. They, they will constantly talk about it. They will constantly want whatever the new thing is. They'll watch whatever the new thing is in the case of Disney or, you know, in any kind of other cartoon or, or whatever. It will be at the forefront of their life and it becomes, it's, that's what it is. It becomes their identity yeah. instead of, you know, oh, I'm a Christian. That's our identity. And instead, it's switched to something else. Something else is what I identify the, as. And, you know, with 
let's move away from Disney. We can beat up on them in a few more minutes. We got to oh, give them a break. God. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, you know, I happen to like the TV show Avatar, The Last Airbender. Okay, yeah. Me and all my brothers really, really like that show a lot. Uh, it, 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 I mean, it, I don't even know where it, I think it's on Netflix or Amazon right now. But if you haven't seen that show, it's a really compelling story. It starts off like the first two or three episodes. You're sitting there thinking, oh, this is a kid's show. There were five tribes. Three, four. Well, four tribes. The water, the fire, the earth, and the air. Have you ever seen the whole show? No. See, that's the, So it starts <laughs> off, you're like a kid's show. And then as it goes on, after like the fourth episode, you're like, this is starting to get really compelling. And the writing in it is very well done. The characters are really well done mm. everything about it is just exceptional to the point that it's i think it's like number five on the top rated tv shows ever made oh wow. it is it is highly highly rated i know the movie was like the, the worst the movie don't we don't talk about that <laughs> or whatever netflix is doing right there i don't want to know okay good uh, right now i don't want to know what they're doing that's fine but it's a great show i really really like that show i have socks that oh, have no. some of the avatar characters on them you know why? Because they were $5 at TJ Maxx, and I'm not going to turn up a deal. Uh, so beyond that, though, I'm not going to put on a hoodie that you know has the character marks or whatever on there. It's kind of lame anyway. But it, yeah. it is a little bit lame. <laughs> but beyond that, it's like, do a I really bit? need to you know, go out in public? You know, eh, I don't know. Is it something that I do? I want to have a kids show on me. I'm a, I'm a 23 year old man. I have a mortgage. I pay into my retirement. I love how it's the mortgage makes you the man. I'll never forget that with the guy who was like, oh. "Hey kid, listen <laughs> up. You got you don't know what you're talking about. You're you're I'm, I'm using it to make a point. Like, I have a mortgage. I'm married. <laughs> I have a mortgage. But the 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 whole point of that is, do I want to present myself to the world as someone who enjoys what is honestly children's media that is a show made for kids even though it's a really good show it is made for kids so i don't want to be presenting that to the world socks hide under your pants and your shoes i don't really that's not really a big thing and then someone at oh what's on your socks oh it's you know zuko or whoever i I think for me with that it's charlie brown for me is a little different because i think just because it's so old yeah that it's 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 a very different shall I say vibe um, to it that you know if, if it was like I had a a Spongebob Squarepants yeah. like hoodie and people saw me walking around with that they'd be like what in the world is that guy doing but if I like I have a Vans hoodie that has Charlie Brown on it and Snoopy and people I think look at that more and go oh well that's like classic and- you know Americana you know whatever which again doesn't mean that like hey and I know you're not saying well you're an infantilist no. <laughs> how dare you Luke, Luke yeah. you need but, to grow up but again it's like you don't see me like and you see me all the time but you don't see me walking around with with like everything I have is is Charlie Brown or everything I have no. is Daniel Tiger or something like if I was having a like, Daniel Tiger t-shirt on that'd be absolutely ridiculous um, and, and it, again, it's like, I don't, I don't normally wear those things. Like if I'm working out, I'll wear it. If I'm going to like do wanna games and it's cold, I'll wear it. But I'm not sitting there like every single day, like, Oh yeah. Like, which Charlie Brown shirt am I going to wear? Which, which SpongeBob shirt am I going to wear? Cause that is where it becomes, I think the problem. Yeah. And again, context does matter. You know, like if I go to the gym and I wear, I have this like ratty old David Bowie t-shirt and you know, it, are you trying to say Bowie? Bowie. You okay. really call him Bowie? Yes, oh my because goodness. it makes people angry, and I enjoy that. <laughs> but I have this old, old shirt that I use for like pajamas, or like if I'm going to work out, or something like that. It's just loose and comfortable, and I like wearing it to work out in or to sleep in because it's just that that yeah. fit and feel. That's why I'm wearing it. I like maybe one or two David Bowie songs. <laughs> And even at that, I don't even like if, David Bowie. If, if all of his music disappeared from the face of the earth, oh, I would no, wait, not there is really one. What, ground control, tonight, ground control tonight. That, that one, if we can keep that one, we can get rid of the rest of them. Check ignition and turn new, your engines on. Engines. Okay, now we're gonna get. This is ground control <laughs> to major Tom. This isn't a singing competition. 
But no, I understand what you're saying. You're holding your phone like you got a verse. I, well, I do. I got some verses for this. Okay, so Jeremiah said he didn't find any verses. I'm joking. No, he, whoa, whoa. He didn't look. He didn't look. That's right. He went to he went to the secular part of the world. I can't went to to uh, the biblical part. So first one, I would think that most of us have this verse on our brains. First Corinthians, dude. First Corinthians is like where we get everything from. Do you notice that? I think we've talked about First Corinthians in at least. I think the last three episodes. Yeah, and I think at least like. Of the 15 episodes we've done, it's at least seven or eight of them. I would say we've talked about First Corinthians. Anyway, First Corinthians 13, 11, 13, 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned as a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. So I think that's probably the number one verse when I was thinking about this topic. I was like, that's I got to absolutely have something like that because I think that I see that with a lot of I see that with a lot of people I know in in IRL um, in real life, where it's there's a lot of growing up that is not being done mainly because not because they're let's say obsessed with something in particular, but because mostly they don't want to let go. Mm-hmm. That's where I see this verse coming more into play in my life than infantilism. But I would say for what the topic we're talking about, it pretty succinctly is like hey um you know in this life in what we're doing like we need to stop acting like children on everything we need to grow up and also sorry go ahead that that goes into the biggest point that like when i was looking around the one of the biggest things i saw was something carl jung talked about oh which now carl jung carl jung uh don't take (laughs) Everything he says as, you know, the as gospel, take everything that anyone says, even us, with a grain of salt, do your own reading and stuff. I'm not endorsing everything Carl Jung said by talking about something he talked about. But he did make a good point in this, which is the the pure eterna or the eternal boy mm-hmm. um, and talking about Disney example. We're circling back. Peter Pan, right? Peter Pan is the eternal boy. He never wants to grow up, lives in Neverland. He's constantly getting in these, you know, childish antics. And he runs around with a group of lost boys who are all in the same condition, doing whatever they want to do. No bedtimes, no parents, no nothing, right? And who, who's their enemy? Who's Peter Pan's enemy? Oh, is it Captain Hook? Captain Hook, right? Who, which, if you look at it, you have the eternal boy... And then the only adult is Captain Hook. He's an evil, mean man who all he wants to do is squash the fun that Peter Pan is having. And Captain Hook's main enemy is not Peter Pan. It's the crocodile with a clock in its stomach that ate his hand. That is the representation of mortality. So Peter Pan is fighting Captain Hook because he doesn't want to grow up. Captain Hook is fighting the crocodile because Captain Hook doesn't want to die. Why would Peter Pan want to be Captain Hook when all that Captain Hook has to look forward to is death, right? That's where this pure eterna or Peter Pan syndrome comes from is children grow up with this distorted sense of adulthood as doom and gloom and everything gets worse from here and then you die by a monster that is coming to chase you with a ticking clock and it's not if it happens, it's when it happens because it will consume you. And I think it's not even just <clears throat> kids growing up because they just come up with these things. It's the parents doing that's, a lot of parents that's around. The point. Yeah, and it's not just their parents. Because I remember when I was doing Awana back in the day, you know, fifty years ago, and there was <laughs> there's a parent there and he was my leader and he said um, he said, Well guys, you need to enjoy being a kid. Um, because you don't have to pay taxes and you don't have to pay bills. And yeah. I don't know why I've never forgotten that, even though it's such a, it's such a, you know, low hanging boomer fruit. Mm-hmm. I know because you know, it's all complain about, but if for some reason I remember exactly where I was and when he said it, because maybe it, it rings a little bit true now that I'm an adult with kids. It's like, yeah, I have to pay taxes and I have bills to pay and that's not always fun. Um, but you know, my life isn't doom and gloom. I mean, my life is very good. I mean, it's good. I, it's good, man. It's, it's really good. good. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Name I, that movie. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 
that is that is there. That's why I draw and mo- most of the stuff I read draws distinction between kidults and Peter Pan syndrome slash infantilism. Right? You have the people who grew up and they do have a serious mental issue where for some reason some trauma happened to them. Serious trauma. Maybe they were beaten as a child and now they feel like their childhood or that in their subconscious, I don't, you know, I'm probably getting in trouble for saying subconscious, but you get what I'm saying. Their, their, their mind is reverting them back to a younger state because that's all they can handle because the more they come to grips with what happened to them, the harder it is for them to exist. It's a defensive state in the mind. That's terrible to live in. And there are a lot of people that have that. A lot of people who have this, they can't, they, they, it's not that they won't, it's they can't grow up because of what happened to them as children. Then you have people, the kidults, who, because they had to do the dishes um, at night and couldn't play their N64, say, my childhood was stolen from me by my tyrannical parents who are terrible, and I couldn't get, I didn't get to play. And now... More toys are sold to millennials than to children in certain cases. Legos is a big one. Legos now does not market to children. I have Legos in here. Well, okay. You have the Millennium Falcon. (laughs) Guys, it's cool though. Okay. The Millennium Falcon. (laughs) That's Disney. I'm a Disney adult. Well, it was Star Wars when it was Lego first. The one you have was before it was bought by Disney. Was it? Yeah. It would have had to have been. Okay. Maybe it is. Anyways. I also have Slave 1. You do? I haven't built it yet. They changed the name of that. So if it still has the box, it says, it says Slave, Slave One, one on it. Yeah, I that's it probably. Yet. Oh, if oh. <laughs> <laughs> do not open, do not open. Hey guys, that. I'll sell it to the first person for five. My wife gave it to me uh, for birthday or Christmas. You need to see if your wife is okay with you selling that because you could, you could, you could do some things with that. Um, I, I will look into it now. Anyways, so to my knowledge, but right that the, the point. You're saying millennials are the ones buying more they're toys buying more and toys we're, because now they they're starting feel, to market towards they them. Feel, they feel like their childhood was stolen when it wasn't. They had to do chores. They had to take the trash out. They had to yeah, do stuff I, like that. I, I that is not a that. stolen child. A stolen childhood is abuse and neglect. Children who were seriously hurt growing up who, like I said, seriously, seriously struggle to grow out of that mental state. It's stunted growth. That is Peter Pan syndrome because what they have is a malicious man who's chasing them that's being chased by an evil monster with a clock in its belly. Right, and I think that also a lot of this millennial thing with the with the my childhood was stolen. I mean, how many movies I, I can remember as a kid that was <clears throat> that was like a normal line in it mm-hmm. was the storyline was all about that. Oh, maybe know, basketball's the, not my dream, Dad. Yeah, maybe it's yours. That's right. See, and it's and you know what that stuff does happen. I'll give you that. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but to to sit here and act like your childhood is really stolen because your dad made you go and uh, finish out a basketball season um, and try, yeah, uh, it it doesn't. Or like we were, it, it we were all. It doesn't translate. Growing up, we were all forced to play instruments. I mean, I still. Most of us still still do play an instrument, but not Jeff as much. Well, that was a compliment. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, my bad. That's not. A, <laughs> why did you say it like that? And why? What? Anyways, um, we we all had to do work. We all had chores. We all had things to do. One summer, my dad bought two dump trucks full of unsifted. Dirt that still had boulders and rocks and large what, stones what and gravel dad. mixed in with the topsoil. And for a summer, our job was to take by hand with flathead shovels and screens and sift the dirt to get the rocks out and throw the rocks out and get the good dirt and fill in the bad spots in the lawn to plant solid grass, like good grass. I'm sorry, my mouth is open. Go ahead. <laughs> that, that, was, that was our job for a summer. Okay. And, you know. He stole he, your childhood. Yeah, he stole it. Now I have to go to Disney World to, uh, yeah, let's you both know, go. let my inner child be free, you know. No. Well, it's, it's no, funny that you ridiculous. Say, yeah, it's funny <laughs> that you say that stuff because it's like I sit here with my mouth open like that's ridiculous. But, like, yeah, my dad would make us go out in the yard like from the age of probably eight years old or nine years old. And, of course, if when he hears this, he'll be like, uh, that never happened. It was like 11 or 12. <laughs> but whatever it was i was a kid and we'd be out pulling weeds mm-hmm. and we would be out um there's one time a tree fell on our house 
And my dad decided, I'm going to be a lumberjack now. I, I mean, he went full hog into it. Like, he bought the chaps. He bought the chainsaw. He bought the helmet. We still have those chainsaw helmets. I wear them when I do lawn work sometimes because they're fantastic. They got the little ear, the headphones on them with the mask. Anyway, so we're sitting there at like, you know, 9 and 10, you know, pretending like we're actually pushing these huge logs up yeah. hills when my dad's really the one probably doing all the work. And by probably, I mean, he is. Um but we were out there. I still, that's why I love the smell of cut trees because I remember those moments. And so, again, you could look at it where, I mean, even with the sifting dirt, that's pretty hardcore. But again, I mean, you're with all your brothers, right? And the thing is, too, it wasn't excessive work, it wasn't slave labor. We were, we had three and a half months to do it. Yeah. So, and then you waited till the last two weeks. <laughs> no, we, we, we did it every day. Look we at just, you guys. We would, you know, we would. We had like yeah. a schedule that we kept to because we're like, hey, the quicker we get this done, the more of a summer we get to have. And we didn't work on Sundays. We went to church on Sundays and we still went to the beach. We still had fun time. Like we, we didn't exclusively do that. We still did other things and we still had time to be kids. But what, So where does this come from then with like, because I'm a millennial, you're Gen Z. So... I didn't take out the trash. This is not good. Yeah, you it's okay. Leave this in. This is. This yeah, is, I'll leave that in anyway. That glare. <laughs> people are going to be able to hear that glare. Wow, that was pretty bad. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, okay, I'm millennial. You? You're Gen Z. Where Where does all this come from? Where it's like this this therapists. Maybe and I don't know. Everyone's going to have a therapist. And SSRIs. Yeah. Okay. I have nothing. I will not explain further. Those are the, that's that's why. Oh, I guess it has you to be some of them. You people, explain. I further. will explain further. Yeah, you explain further. People go to a therapist because they have some made up problem that they've convinced themselves is ending their world, and they can't get a job. Not because they have an art history degree, but because they have uh, you know no motivation to do anything, and they they have no marketable skills. But because of that, they say they're quote unquote depressed. So they go to a therapist and talk about their feelings instead of doing something with their life. And while they're talking about their feelings, that therapist says, do you think maybe your dad had a pro- had an effect on your life? And that sends them down a spiral where now instead of being you know active in their life and taking control and responsibility, they're sitting there popping pills to try and deal with a made up issue so that the therapist can make money. Yeah, that sounds pretty nice. That, that and, and succinct. And then what they do is they tell everyone else you should go see, you should go to a therapist. And then because they have a therapist, they feel that they're perfectly okay to diagnose other people who maybe had you know even less of an issue. And they say, well, yeah, well, maybe your dad did something to you as a kid. And I'm saying this with firsthand experience with someone I know very closely who has said that exact same thing. Your father is a terrible person, and because of what he's done, uh, making you work and not letting you have fun on the weekends, uh, you're you're depressed, and that that's oh. what you you know he's he's the real problem. Yeah, obviously. So that there there's the issue. It's it's this reliance. Again, I'm not discounting. There are people who need to go to therapy. There are people who have serious problems who would benefit from having some form of medication to help treat what issues they have. Not every issue is medication worthy. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's really, I, I see because of the, the, because I'm in the army, I have multiple mental health checkups a year. And during those times, you know, there's some things we talk about and they're like, well, if you want, you can get, you know, some, some medication through the VA and I don't need medication. I, I'm a functioning member of society and I don't need to take up the resources to, you know, Hey, I'm going to go in and take whatever SSRIs on the market. But there are people who, you know, someone gets blown up in Afghanistan that, that they might need some SSRIs and they might need a lot of help getting through that serious trauma me working 
uh, on the weekends raking leaves is not a cause for getting trauma medication. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know what it was. That, like there's so much selfishness that oh, comes yeah. with that. Where it's, it, it wasn't. You know, the worst part of it probably was working with my brother because there was a time I remember we were raking leaves, and I he was he was going very slow. He's my older brother. You heard him on the Pokemon episode, if we all remember. And you know, he sounded so nice and kind on that one, but he was very vicious when we were children. As and soon as as soon as we ended that episode, he started yelling at me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm on SSRIs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and there was one time where we were doing I said, You aren't doing anything. Like you gotta I can't remember what it was I was yelling about. And he goes, he kept he kept grabbing me by my shoulder and then going, Someday I'll make a man out of you. And he would sing the song to me and like grab my shoulder every time. So that was probably the worst thing. So I probably needed to talk to a therapist probably. about that one. But yeah, no, I just the with the work that was done. I mean, to me, I thought of it as hanging out with my dad because my dad never was like, "Okay, you're gonna do that, and I'm gonna go inside." Yeah, like, my dad would be around. He'd be with us, and it was hanging out with my dad, hanging out with my brother. Sometimes my sisters would come out, but you know, they're mostly inside the house. They didn't have to do that kind of stuff, and we never made them. But to me, it always helped. I thought it was more a good thing and yeah a lot of people i know they they didn't like it um another thing that i see with with people that are suffering from this is this is anecdotal so i don't know how truthful this is but they find people to date to marry whatever that seem more of like the follower type and they get them sucked into it as well yeah and i've seen that a lot just like i said it's anecdotally and I'm sure that if I looked this up, I would I would think this would be a normal thing for this because you, you want your partner, well, you always want your partner to agree with you. You want them to be interested in the same things as you. So having someone that is willing to pretty much do what you want and go by the lifestyle you've chosen, um, it would seem to me to be like a very no-brainer type thing for someone who's doing that. Um, and like I said, anecdotally, I've seen it and I've seen it at least four or five times in my life where the person that whoever is dealing with this, they marry them or they date them. And then that person has taken on the persona and has now become part of this thing that or, they love. Or even, even worse is they find someone who has the exact same obsession as them. That's even, yeah. That and now they're worse. both equally just inundated and constant everything has to be disney everything has to be avatar everything has to be whatever movie tv show game of thrones i've seen so many oh yeah that's that's not really infantilism but that's just plain obsession 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 but you know they get so obsessed with that twilight that's a big one um it's that for children i thought that was a little more mature young adult whatever um high schoolers so they, they find someone else who is equally or, or more obsessed than they are. And what this does is create this echo chamber instead of, you know, the, the normal or the, the normative way of doing things. It's you normally go for someone who is not exactly like you. They, you go for someone who's a little bit, you know, you have a lot of interests that are the same or similar. You go similar. for someone that pulls the trash out in the middle of, an, of a podcast episode and stands at the door that has glass on it so I can see her and then just stares at me. With a glow, with a glare of "I'm going to kill you later." I looked like a, a loving glare. Yeah, was it loving killing later? I don't know. Okay, well at least I'm loved. Yeah. My my wife, who is a lot better than yours, she would never do that to me. Um, but she is in my lot, own house. She, <laughs> in she, front of my children. They're, they're all asleep. They're well, asleep. Raisin's here. Raisin Raisin is a cat. Um, but the you know my wife's a lot more introverted than I am, and I'm a lot more extroverted than she is. Mm-hmm. And what that does is create a lot of balance for us. So now, hey, she would rather stay in the house all the time. Not all the time. She would rather stay in the house. That's very rude. Stay, stay, you know, just the two of us. We're going to go and do something. And I am more of the type of let's go get with some other people. Let's go hang out with some friends. Let's go do this, that, the other. And with that comes balance. So now we have this, you know, we'll hang out after church and talk for a little bit. But when she grabs me on the shoulder and says, can we go home? I realize, hey, you know what? We've been standing here talking for 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, it's probably time to go home. If I didn't have that balance, I would be there for a lot longer. Or if I had someone who was just as extroverted as I am, 
we'd be there for even longer because now yes. we, I have something to and bounce you, off And you of. would go to events all the time. You'd yeah. never be at home. You'd never do any of like the stuff, the necessary, well, I got this and I got this and I got this and it just continues. And then think of that for an infantilized person. I mean, you're talking, you guys are just, you just feed, it's like an infinite loop of just Do you want to go to positive. Disney again? Yeah, it's pretty Do you want to go to Disney again? Yeah. Is that- <laughs> want to see me do it again? <laughs> want to see me run that rocket back? Want to see, see me do, do it again? again? <laughs> Krakatoa. <laughs> Crazy. Speaking of infantilism. Yeah, I know. Is that? Okay, yeah. All right, I got a couple more verses, actually. So, another 1 Corinthians uh, verse. 1 it's Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Dude, it's how they did it back in the old... What was the... They, I remember they, they explained that away, and I was like, why don't we just like admit that the dude just doesn't know? I don't know why that's yeah. such a big deal. Like, I, I still see certain more, I don't even know what, uh, what to call them, but I see certain pastors who are very uh, Trumpian Yeah, that say 1 Corinthians, 1 Timothy still. I, again, I, like, what does it matter? Like, I just, he it said it and he probably why doesn't. Did you, why did you change after he said it? Yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's why I laugh at it. It's like, just get over it. Like, the dude just didn't know. And that's oh, that's and I love the people that were all the people that were calling him out for it. That was the best part. It was like, come on, guys, do, do you do you Na- name one other book yeah. of the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this and, and why is he important? Hey, name name three songs. <laughs> <laughs> name three songs by the Newsboys. Okay, so First Corinthians ten. After this tangent, ten twenty three. Everything is permissible for me, uh, but not beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive, and. Um, this, like I said, is not like it's not necessarily calling out infantilism. It's just saying like, hey, like stuff. And and this is an argument used for a lot of things. In this case, I think it's good because it's this stuff is not necessarily a sin. It can become a sin when it becomes an obsession, becomes a worship, and it's not all constructive. It's not all positive. It's not super beneficial. You don't. It's not necessary to have it. Like I think I could go yeah. my entire life without having to watch another Charlie Brown episode. I go my entire life without watching SpongeBob. I don't even watch SpongeBob. I don't know why I keep bringing that because when I was a kid, I loved SpongeBob. But we weren't uh, allowed to watch. SpongeBob. Yeah, I know. We th- I think we talked about that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, like you know, I. I it's it's any of this stuff that's like for kids that adults like we don't necessarily have to have it now is it bad no it's not necessarily bad but it's not always beneficial and if it leads you down a path of sitting there and being like I, i'm i'm gonna start worse this is my thing this yeah. is my identity that's when we start having a sin problem so again i'm not using this verse to like <laughs> disney disney's evil for other reasons okay like yes because uh the word sex came up when Simba laid down in the dust on the Lion King. What? Yeah, you never... You I've never, never heard this. Dude. Well, so, come on. Let's hear okay, it. Okay, come on. So, the, the, the going trend when uh, a lot of fundamentalist Christians were going after Disney in the early 2000s, late 90s, was pulling little like snips. Like, the same thing as when people started backmasking music. You know, like you play uh, Stairway to Heaven backwards. Yeah, this is like when people are Satan. saying like the, the monster symbol is like the three nails. and then Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's and the so the beast or something. In, and in tastes one, great. In one scene in The Lion King, when Simba... Have you seen The Lion King? With Simba and yes. Nala, they meet each other again. And then Simba gets all depressed and he goes up and lays down uh, and on like a, uh, a rock and he, when he lays down, there's a puff of dust because he like laid down on some dust. And that's the scene where he looks up into the sky and he sees Mufasa as the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's that scene. Um, <clears throat> but when he lays down on that dust, the dust swirls up around him. And for like two frames, what looks like the word sex that's, appears. Come on. That's, and, that's so ridiculous. Now I got to go watch it. And uh, the... What Disney said, because Disney responded to that, was no, that says SFX, which was the, like, they, they were, it was the special effects department or something they were trying to, like, put in a Because okay, there was something yeah, there. They did, they did put SFX, not SEX. And then there was one, uh, do you remember the Rescuers Down Under? Oh, love that. Yeah. In, love that. In, or it was either the original Rescuers or Rescuers Down Under. There's a scene where the two mice get on the bird and they're going through new york city as they're diving down in new york city in the original that the first one I think. it would have been the first one then 
they're diving down the like in New York City. They pass by a window, and again for like two frames, there was a cutout of a Playboy magazine in <laughs> one of the windows, and it was like really yeah. It, and I didn't they know this. they went back and edited it, so then there was just a light, you know, like a yellow light, like it was shining through a window. But very clearly, it what this was actually a thing. There was a naked woman in the re- what original in the world. I don't yeah. catch any of this stuff. But the reason I know that is my parents had a, a book growing up. I don't think I don't think they bought it. I don't know where it came from, but it was on the bookshelf. And I remember the cover of the book was uh, Mickey Mouse smoking a cigar, sitting at a desk, <laughs> and as he's and it's like my kind of Mickey as Mouse. <laughs> he's smoking this just absolute cartoonishly large cigar, uh, sitting at the desk. He's got like a jug with XXX on it. And he's throwing a copy of the Bible into the trash can next what? to his Hold desk. On. Okay, this, this is turned from like my Mickey Mouse. To it was something called like uh, why Disney hates Christianity, and it goes into this whole thing about how Walt Disney apparently was very mad at his dad, who was a Christian. That I think turned out to be a totally wrong, like just totally you, you disproved. Know what? Back then, I might tell you this is like crazy. Nowadays, I'll tell you I could believe it. Yeah. Now, I don't know about the whole Disney with the cigar and the... the but this, the, was, this, was, this book was written in the early 2000s. Right. At, at the latest. But I can and, tell you like now, it's, it's apparent how evil they are. Yeah. In, my, in, my, in my opinion, like I'm not buying Disney Plus. I don't put even the old cartoons on there. I try to steer clear of Disney in every single way I possibly can. I, yeah. I don't like them. I don't like them from now, a kid either. Again, yeah, nowadays it's so much more apparent. And that's why I kind of make fun of some of the the old ideas of, yeah, it said sex in the background. Yo, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Snow White. Oh, wow, that's actually a demon. It's Snow White because if you rearrange the letters, it says Beelzebub. Yeah, so you don't have to go that that's deep not, into this. That's not, yeah. you go look at like the three newest movies that Disney has put out that all have, uh, you know, what, is, what is it? queer coded or just generally oh, yeah, that weird gay panda characters. Yeah. Anyway, all right, we'll get it. Speaking of Disney here, just make, wow. a, just make an episode of how you're wrong about Disney. All right, so another verse I got, Ephesians 4.14. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Again, like I said, this is not like going like, hey, the Bible's saying infantilism is bad. But I'm pointing out there, Paul is making a comparison here, right? He's showing you, he's like, hey, this is how we act as infants. This is the problems that yeah. come with, in, with, yeah. for, with being an infant or being a child. And as we grow as Christians, we need to be able to not be tossed back and forth between. We need to understand what the gospel says. We need to understand what the Bible says, where it stands on certain things, and be able to defend it. Um, because we're no longer infants. We're not supposed to act as small or weak, not weak, weak believers, I guess, but new believers let's say that yeah. where it's like i don't know a whole lot about it like as we're progressing we need to become stronger and stronger we're more mature that's it immature believer versus a mature believer we should have way more maturity and stop acting as children when it comes to our faith but again the comparison stands where it's you you there's paul is using this as being that way is not a good thing and it, it causes a lot of issues and I, I, you know, my last thing I would probably say about this whole thing, and th- I'm just going to go for it. I find that people that are obsessed um, with th- with things for children, so in my in infantilism as as that, I find that they are very immature as believers. And that, that is, again, I'm not saying this is across the board. I'm making a, you know, a flat statement, and that's how it is. When I experience it in my life, and I see people that are very, very attracted to these things, they act very childish, very immature, and they're, they're, they're obsessed with something like this, like what we're talking about. Um, it can be Disney, it could be anything. It can be anything on Nickelodeon, anything on, I know Nickelodeon is probably not anything anymore. Uh, it can be on Cartoon Network, it could be whatever. Some cartoon, some kid toy, some, you know, whatever. Water guns, I'm giving you all these weird examples. But they, you know, that could be, I guess, whatever. But 
I find that they are also immature when it comes to their walk with Christ mm-hmm. because they their whole life is based around these it, it's it's like I guess the children's thing is a very shallow thing it's not it doesn't go very deep in when when your obsession with these kids stuff it just doesn't and it and it starts affecting more things in your life and especially if you're worshiping you're obsessed with it you're obviously not going to be taking your time and spending it in God's word you're not going to be spending it at church and if you are in church you're not sitting there thinking wow I'm so happy to be here you're thinking more about what I can't wait to get to, well you know it's Sunday I can't wait to get to this I can't I can't wait to watch this or participate in this or buy this or whatever or you're in the middle of service buying stuff um, to you know appease this obsession and this worship that you have for whatever kind of childish thing it is and again it's what i see i I don't know maybe it's not across the board with people Mm -hmm. but it's just an observation i made now i i want to end with two quick thoughts there's nothing wrong with enjoying stuff yes enjoying things enjoying media as is glory glorifying to god honoring to god you know Obviously, there are some things that you shouldn't watch. There are some things you shouldn't do. That goes without saying. But there's nothing wrong with going to Disney once a year because you like riding the rides. Going to Bush Gardens or Six Flags, right? Right. That's not immoral. That's not sinful. That's not wrong. It is wrong when your sole source of happiness starts to become that stuff, those things, that activity. And that activity doesn't necessarily mean just, oh, Disney, or it could be Magic the Gathering, it could be other board games, it could be Pokemon, whatever have you. If it's something that's directed towards kids, and that is your sole source of happiness, you need to seriously step back, step out of where you are, and examine your life from the outside. Look at yourself the way that others do and think, how am I presenting myself in this world? Because if you are actively obsessed with Pokemon and at the same time, to the point you're you're wearing, you know, Ash Ketchum hat. Ghost into Pokemon. All these other yes, it's a shameless plug. Um <laughs> you're you're shame you're you're so obsessed with these things, you're dressing like uh, Pokemon characters, you carry a Pokeball around with you, your your phone case looks like a Pokedex. But at the same time, you're presenting Jesus to the world, or you're trying to. People aren't going to look at the Christian in you. They're not going to look at your Christianity. They're going to be distracted by what you're presenting on the outside, this childish appearance. I think it speaks almost exactly like what we talked about last two weeks ago with weed Mm -hmm. was, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, whatever, we can make, people make an argument, oh, well, you know, which was we saw online, uh, getting high isn't like getting drunk. You can still would, but like my wife said before we started the episode to me, she said, "But if I'm sitting there and I am listening to a guy who is high as a kite, out of his mind, and he goes, oh yeah, but like I'm a Christian, let me share the gospel with you.' It it makes it where it, it the testimony mm-hmm. is is blemished, and I think it's just like what you're saying. It's the same kind of thing. Like it can happen with so many things that we can possibly do as Christians that we might think is harmless, like you're saying, having a Pokedex phone and having the Ash Ketchum hat, but you're right. Then if that guy comes up to me and goes, oh, let me talk to you about the gospel, I'm like, really? Like, because it's kind of weird. Am I t- Like, I don't understand. Am I talking to a kid or am I talking yeah. to... It's yeah. a distraction, too. And again, I, I have to say, if you... I, I buy a little Lego set anytime my wife and I go Infantilist. on a trip. Infantilist. Infantilist. You. Yeah. It's like one of those little things. Like we went to the Grand Canyon. I got one that looks like a lizard, and I put it together. It's a little puzzle, and it's Aww, on my on my lizard? bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. You got the lizard. Yeah. It's a banded lizard. Okay, I like them. <laughs> and then I, I have one I haven't put together yet that I got in Tennessee. That's like a Sasquatch, you know. And I, I do that because it's a fun thing. I look for it, and that's yeah. my that's my souvenir from the trip is this puzzle because then it brings me you know entertainment later, and I get to look at it and think, oh, I got that one in Gatlinburg, and I put it together then, and it took me this long to do because it's like five hundred pieces that are all like a, a way a gram, and it's ridiculous how difficult those things are. But you know that that's not bad. But 
if all I do with all my free time is go buy Legos and go put together Legos, that's where the problem starts to appear. And you need to seriously examine that if you are in a situation like this. The other final thing I want to say, each point of your life is appointed by God and each point of your life is there for a reason and is good. Just like we read at the first verse Luke read, when I was a child, I acted as a child, but now I'm a man. I don't do, I've put away childish things. When you're a child, you know, if you're eight years old, then do what an eight-year-old is capable of doing. And an eight-year-old is capable of serving. An eight-year-old is not just capable of playing iPad games and eating Cheetos. An eight-year-old is capable of sweeping the lobby of the church, of pulling weeds for a widow, of doing things like that. A 14-year-old is capable of mowing the lawn. A 14-year-old is also capable of playing Fortnite. And there's nothing wrong with either of those things in moderation. (laughs) You're doing great. A 30-year-old... You just I had to say Fortnite. Fortnite. I had to say Fortnite. I couldn't think Minecraft would have been preferable. Oh gosh! But even worse, if you're a 30 year old, then there are things you should be doing. You should be working. You should be providing for yourself, for your family. If you're married, for your church, you have the ability to go out and produce things and to make a living and to support yourself and others. That doesn't mean you can't play Halo every once in a while with your friends. That doesn't mean you can't, if you are if you really like Disney World, that doesn't mean you can't go and have fun, but that shouldn't be your sole source of entertainment. I, I, I harped on that a lot, but that's where I think so many people get caught up is like, you just want to take away fun. No, have fun. We have the ability to have fun. We're blessed in this country. We're blessed in the time that we live in to where we can have fun. Fun is, fun is not essential. Fun is fun when we're talking about this and what jeremiah was just talking about it's the identity what do you identify as when asked these questions or even in your like your conscience what is it that you identify as if it's something where it's oh i love well i'm a i'm a disney addict or i'm a pokemon i'm a Yu-Gi-Oh addict i'm a, a magic the gathering addict like these are a problem it's like the same thing of well, I mean, I identify, I guess, as an alcoholic because I drink too much and I'm drunk all the time. I identify as an adulterer because that my, I, I sit there and cheat on my wife all the time or whatever it is. Or I sit there, you know, I'm, I'm someone who's sexually immoral because I have sex out of marriage all the time. Like, these, these identities matter. And just because it has to do with, well, I'm identifying as something that's childish and whatever that doesn't make it better than the other mm-hmm. things. Yeah. It just doesn't. No. Our identity is Christians. We are a Christian. We are Christ followers, and that's all we are. Well done. Would that be a bow? That I mean, sounds like d- a bow. The thing is, you do these bows, and they're good, and then I'm like, ah, but I have one more thing, and then I... It, there's Again, there's so much more to say. I know there really is. I, I do... Again, I don't... As fun it is, as it is to, like, rail... <laughs> <laughs> Disney adults. There are they're nice people, for the most part. I think that just priorities need to be checked. And I, I mean, I find a lot. I'm not talking about astral projection when I say this. I'm saying step outside your life and examine it from the outside. Seriously, just stop being in your own head for a minute and think about your life in a way that's like. If I walk past someone on the street or I have a conversation with someone in the grocery store, what are they going to come away from that conversation with? Are they going to come away thinking, that guy really likes Disney, that guy really likes Legos, or that was a nice guy? Take a step back, look around, make a call. It's pretty simple. Self-awareness is a great thing, Mm -hmm. which no one has nowadays. All right, that was a great episode, and I'm so happy about it. (laughs) And we were doing something that caused us to be so late, so I'm glad we got this episode in. And we have gone for Luke, quite Luke a while. Luke is angry because I told him he has to cut something out. He told me out. how to cut something out, and I don't think we need to cut it out. Okay? No, you got to cut it out. No one knows anything hey, about hey, nothing. Hey, cut it out. Yes, sir. Grow up. Okay? <laughs> Stop. Let me, let me put away these childish things. Stop. <laughs> anyway, where can people find us on socials? I don't even know, man. Instagram. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> on Instagram, you can find us at first off, you're wrong, all spelled out on Twitter or X or whatever Elon Musk have. F underscore O underscore Y underscore W. You can hear the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, of course. And when you go on there, Jeremiah, what do they need to do? You have to leave a five-star review. That's it. That's, That's all you have to do. That's all we Think ask. about it. You you take two seconds out of your day to type of, tap that. If you have Spotify, there is no excuse because when you click on the episode, it's right there. Just click on the thing and put a five. That's all I need because it's at 13 and I'm watching it every week. Hey, but you know what? We have 10 on Apple. Oh, that's actually... So now we're at 23. Oh, five star well, reviews. That, that's good. For, you know, the, <laughs> over, over 200 <laughs> active listeners. Thank but you so much. you know much. what? You know what? I'm grateful for everyone who has done it, but I'd be even more grateful if you did it. That's right. I you, called my mom one time and asked her to leave me one. She did. So if she can do it, you can do it too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next week we are going to talk about why you're wrong about the manosphere. The manosphere. Man, Manos, Manus. Do we want to do we want to give a little, little teaser? Yeah, on go what ahead. we mean by that? Yeah. What color is your Bugatti? Ooh. And with that, just remember. First the, off, the most important thing, Jeremiah. First off, you're wrong. But bye. <laughs>